Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.briankmcrae.com and you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. Well, I am very excited um, to ask our um, our panelists to come forward at this time. And I'm gonna introduce Brian McRae. And Brian is gonna spend some time with our panelists again, talking about event mastery. How many of you love events and spend a lot of time at events? Good, that's good. Yeah, you can clap for events. Those are important. Fantastic. So we hope that what you hear today, look for one or two things that you hear today that you could start adding to, right? Just some pluses that you could put on your, um, in your systems um, so that you can start extending the events that you are going to and making better use of those, being super strategic at those events. So Brian, I'm going to turn it over to you and our wonderful panelists. Oh, all right. Well, Don, thank you. And uh, is that not working? Um, it wasn't, but it could have been operator error. Testing. It's working. <laughs> Microphone is working. All right. So here is our panelist. So we've got uh, Angie Williams. She's right here. She's with uh, Integrity Title Solutions. We've got Terry Nicely's with Red Key. And um, I like the way you guys clap for everybody. That is awesome. Hugs and claps. That's the thing you typically get a lot of here. So if you're here for the first time, uh, welcome. And then we've got uh, Dan Lewis, uh, the insurance man with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with the insurance store, and he's also known as the insurance man. But uh, guys, it's less about their companies. Please clap. So when you're here, you're at an event today, and one of the things that we talk about and, uh, is every month when we're here, if you're here for the first time and you're trying to build a referral-based business, what, does, what do referrals require? What's one of the things that you have to have before you're gonna get a referral? Relate, I see this is the right room. It's about relationships. We have to have relationships. And typically, if you're looking to you know, use the relationships that you have or enhance the relationships that you have, or if you're looking to build new relationships, typically, I have not found a better way to do that than events. And typically, there's so many of you, I see your head shaking of people who have made this a cornerstone event. So I was talking to, where's Sherry at? Sherry is over here. Sherry has been attending this event. She said, you know what, Brian? She goes, I've time blocked this thing on my calendar. It's an event that I get to come to. I get to share with other people and I get to walk away feeling better than when I walked in because of the energy that's in the room. And I see Jennifer shaking her head. That's what this event is intended for, but it's just one type of event. And each one of these individuals have used different types of events to grow their business. So many of you are, I know we've got a, a big real estate presence in here, which is awesome. Uh, started this 12 years ago and it was designed for real estate professionals and candidly financial advisors because those two industries were in the tank at the time. But with real estate professionals, it's typically there's a lot of sphere that's based off of client interaction or building a business around your clients. 
So we'll have one, uh, we're gonna bring that uh, to the table today with Terry. Terry's gonna kind of cover that for us. She's done a lot of client events. Um, and then we've got uh, the other two individuals are more working with strategic relationships that they have referral partners. So it's kind of a business angle on it. So if your SOI is, is, is or your sphere of influence is primarily clients, awesome. We got some great stuff for you today. If you're in here and you're making connections and you're trying to build relationships with people who, can, who are upstream from you, who can refer you business, then this, we're gonna have a couple of individuals talking about that side of it. Does that make sense? So we've got a business side and we've got a, a, cons a client side. Does that make sense? All right. So I'm gonna get started here because these, uh, these guys have each had some success with events. And for the sake of the exercise here, and I'm gonna try to stay over here, Terry, because it's not you, Terry, it's the microphone. So when we get too close to the mics, it's, uh, we get that feedback. All right, but um, what I'd like you to do is just give us a quick rundown on what you do. Everybody can see that you're in the real estate profession, but you have used events. So we're gonna try to do is accelerate this and just get into the heat of the matter. You chose to use events. Well, first of all, as a, as a real estate professional, what was business like before you before you started using events okay. to grow your business? Okay. So uh, real estate is a second career for me. I started in about 2007, about the time the market crashed. Great time to start. And, um, and it was, you know, I was successful. I will say I was successful. Um, I had a good network of friends, family, and most of my business centered around that. But about nine, 10 years into it, um, I had kind of plateaued. My business was built mostly on referral. Um, I did some door knocking, but, but it had pretty much just leveled out at that time. I was doing, I don't know. Whatever you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, about, about nine million a year in volume. Okay, and then you decided that well, first of all, how did you get the idea to do events? So I hired a coach in 2016. I hired a coach and she asked me some really poignant questions about who I was. What brings you joy? What are you passionate about? What do people say about you? Um, and so we came up with three primary things and these were really not related to real estate at all. What are you passionate about? I'm a yoga instructor, I love yoga. Um, I love entertaining people in my home, bringing my neighbors together, friends together. I like connecting people. Um, what do people say about me? Well, in yoga, they tell me I have a very mellow voice. And then, so she turned that around and said, now how can that influence your business? What's the, what's the relation, what's the tie together with who you are as a person and, and real estate. So we came up with the idea of having some home events, home parties, home educational events, where I could bring people into my home, which I like to do. I'm not crazy about the big event thing, it's intimidating to me, but small events where I could bring people into my home, introduce them, and have some sort of real estate spin on it. And so that's what I started doing. And it was things like um, having a person come in who talked, a friend come in and talk about kitchen trends. So we gathered about 10 people and talk, she talked about kitchen trends. She ended up getting referrals. My, my friends and family were happy to hear what was going on with that. 
We did um, pumpkin pie events at my home, giving away pumpkin pies for Thanksgiving. Um, we've done trips to a garden center where the garden center did the presentation of how to fill a pot and all my friends got a discount at the store. So it's just things that I'm interested in and the beauty of it is they end up referring more business and I'm more engaged in my own business because I'm doing things I love, gardening, yoga, kitchen. Updating your kitchen. Yeah, updating your kitchen. All those things are things that I love to do. And so it makes my work feel less like work. It's more fun and I get more referrals. So as a result, my business has steadily climbed. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to hit the pause there because mm -hmm. I'm going to, what have you guys heard? So think about it. How, how many of you want more referrals in your business? How many of you want more fun in your business? We all do. Yeah. What is the one thing you've heard from Terry so far? There might be a couple. What are a couple takeaways from Terry just in terms of, because wait till you hear what kind of results she's gotten after, after implementing some of this stuff. Yes. Combine business and fun. Combine business and fun. Yes. And I'm glad you didn't. Yes. Yeah, so yes. she hired a coach, and the coach asked one question, what do you like to do? And then asked another question, how can you tie it together? So if you're sitting here and you're in this room, you may not like big events, but you're coming in, you're spending some time here, you don't have to do big events. You don't have to do big events. Were your, how, what was your biggest event, if you don't mind me asking? My biggest event is probably the pumpkin pies at my house. I've given away. Uh, 25 pies, we had 25 people come to the house, pick up a pie for Thanksgiving. Um, the garden event, probably had about 18 to 20 at that event. And I've had as few as eight people for lunch. We just combined a lunch with everybody knew somebody else or somebody who knew somebody. So it was like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it was two degrees of my stager. <laughs> so yeah. they all got to know each other and just had a fun lunch. That's good. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna come back because you've got some great stuff to tell. So, all right, um, Dan, how about you? So you've uh, you've been hanging around this event. You've used events in a different way. Um, and guys, there's a couple. If you're taking notes, uh, I'm gonna kind of set the stage. There's three. So we talked about the two different types of events that you can have. You can have a client event, or you can have a business to business type event. Um, but there's also three roles that you can play at an event. You can be an attendee like many of you are today, awesome, glad to have you. You can be a sponsor, or you can be a host. So those are kind of the three, that you can, three roles that you can play when it comes to events. Dan has filled a couple of those, um, actually he's filled all three, he'll probably, but if you could, Dan, you were, uh, we all know you're in the insurance business, you're known as the insurance man, maybe the most connected guy in the room now. Um, so, what was life like for you in business before you started using events to grow your business? Yeah, so I came to Mastermind, got some good information, and they were offering a book with more good information. $5,000 of great information. I'll put the value for a $20 book. And I knew that I couldn't afford the $20 book but I could afford the gas to drive back the next month to get more information. So what was life like before 
I didn't have a ton of cash. I didn't have 20 bucks to buy a book with tons of valuable information. So I took one strategy and used it right away. Um, and then after that, or after the first event, I stood in a long line to talk to Brian. And my whole goal to talk to Brian was just say, hey, wow, you did a really good job. Event looked kind of like it looked today. I said, that was just awesome. Why, how and why? And I don't know who you are, but that was great. And he says, well, what do you want from me? Or, you know, how can I help you? Or whatever it was. I don't I was think like, I asked you, what do you want from me? I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just out of I, I, I don't think he said it that, that way. Been, that might have been what you heard, but that's yeah, not what yeah, I said. Yeah, I don't think he said it that way, but it was, you waited in this long line to get here, and there's not a question for me. It was only gratitude. I'm like, no, that was it. I just want to encourage you to continue what you're doing. And, um, you know, I came back the next month. After a little bit, we got to know each other a little bit. And he says, hey, would you like to sponsor? And in my head, I said, absolutely not. I can't afford the $20 book. And out loud, I said, there's no way I could not afford to sponsor the event. Such a great event with learning, helping people. You mentioned uh, the downturn. So it was a really, really, really rough time. And this was just such a sense of hope and encouragement. And with that, I gained confidence to talk into a squeaky microphone. That's tough. Uh, get, get in front of a room. It's just a real event. That's yeah, all. So. Yeah, get in front of a room, talk to people, you know, um, just uplift, you know, uplift people. And uh, when it comes to... Uh, hosting your own events or attending events, you just have a different um, level of connecting with people when you host an event that you're embedded in and, you know, are kind of a vital part of being able to help others, you know, help others. And uh, the difference between this event sponsoring and other type things, whenever I do sponsor something else, I look at it as more of just a donation. I just want to support what somebody else is doing. They oftentimes don't allow you any part of helping the event thrive. They just want to put your name on a plaque somewhere. Where with this event, I saw the ability to kind of embed yourself and also uh, a kind of a built-in accountability, the things that we teach, talk about, train on, implement, and hold other people accountable to. I'm like, this would be great. So just on the professional development side, it'll help me you know, thrive in business. And with that, the things we talk about here help us thrive in life which is great. So situations come up outside of work, and you're like, I can handle this one because I've got confidence on the things that I've learned here and done things. So when I first got into insurance, they said, uh, billboards, postcards, uh, cold calls, hire somebody to cold call because you won't do that very long if you do it yourself. And then an opportunity came along. It was $23,400, a group of six of us. And boss highly encouraged us to do it. I said, cool, I'm all in. With that, I got Three text messages right before the Rams game, a commercial came on with my face. My friends paused it with the TiVo back in the day, took a picture, texted it to me, and like, all oh, right on. Good job, man. You must be killing it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I can't afford a $20 book. And uh, I did write one homeowner's policy. The guy then lost his house due to foreclosure, actually a short sale. So I lost the policy pretty quickly. No real financial benefit. Of the other six of us, uh, there was a lady, and the, she's like, why'd you call me? She's like, well, you're the only lady of the six guys, that, or six people that I saw, so I wanted to do business with the lady. Nobody else got a single call, text, nothing. Like $23,400 to spend, and the return was nothing. 
or sponsor an event that you're embedded in and get to learn from, grow from, encourage others, and share hope, like so much better. So that's kind of my beginning and how I got to where I am now. Yeah, we're going to come back because we'll talk about kind of results you guys have seen from events. Um, you're kind of what life was like before you started using events, how you've used events. We'll come back to the results here in a little bit. But uh, Angie, you've got, uh, let's, let's, pass, let's get Angie here. So Angie, you've been with Integrity? Um, since November of 2020. Good. All right. So what was, uh, so relatively new. How many do we have that are new in less than two years, in their, two years or so in, the, in their business? I see one hand back here. I see another one back here. Thanks for raising. Good. That, that's what these events are intended because we wanted to get some, some varying experience here as well. And the one thing you're going to note from each one of them is that they've taken action. So if you're taking down some notes and you're getting a good idea, it's about taking action. And that's where I really want to turn it over to Angie because what was, uh, what was, how did you, you know, what were you doing and how, did, how was life like for you in your, in your new career before you started leveraging events in your business? So there weren't a lot of events happening for the majority of 2021 and I was having to learn a completely new industry, try to meet my coworkers and get in front of people, which was nearly impossible. And my boss, who's standing in the back there, he told me, hey, you need to come start attending these events. So brought me here and I think for the first six months I did not leave his side like I was just glued to him and I never had to sorry sorry guys is Mike around hello yeah sorry all right let's try to get in okay so I never had to network before and Knox is like get out there get out there and slowly I would can I talk to you, will you let me in your conversation? Um, but the more I did it, the more I became comfortable with it. And it was just crucial to my business because everything is based on a relationship. Like somebody, although I thought they would just come up and say, here, take my business, that just did not happen. So I realized you have to build relationships and the fact of me just showing up to an event getting there right before it started, sitting down, listening to the content, taking some notes and saying, okay, cool, I learned that, and then out the door. After about four or five of those, I said, I'm doing it all wrong, this is not working for me. And I started talking to Brian and Dawn, and I had to learn how to go to an event and to make something out of it, and that's what I started to do, and make connections and you know, you leverage something like this, you meet someone new and you say, can we please meet for coffee next week and so I can get to know you. So you just use bigger events to launch the smaller events where the magic starts to happen even deeper on a more personal level. And you get some friends and, you know, great relationships. And if you get a client out of it, that's icing on the cake. Yeah, she's kind of, by the way, Dawn is going to come in afterwards and kind of give you the before, during, and after playbook for how to utilize events. Um, but Angie has been implementing that. Did you notice what she just said? Was there any key takeaways from what Angie just mentioned? Teachable. Teachable. Okay. That's helpful. Big event. Right and wrong ways to network. But she noticed that she's, she wanted, she was, she went from, she says, can we get together afterwards? You're going to hear a, a slight little thing. Write this down. Bam, fam. 
I promise you, Don's going to cover it. And that's what, uh, Angie, you know what it means, don't you? Yes, but don't, don't, don't me. Don't, give, <laughs> don't, don't give it away. Right. But she just, it's a secret. Uh, there's a little secret there that she's utilizing that is incredibly <laughs> helpful, has been incredibly helpful for her business. So um, in terms of the accelerated uh, relationship, has it helped you accelerate your relationships? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've launched a little smaller, a little smaller event that, you know, I have to get in front of real estate agents and I was taught big events might not be for me and this is my worst nightmare that I'm living right now talking in front of people, <laughs> but I'm doing it afraid. So, um, my wheelhouse is like at a table of people. And so I have this little happy hour. And when you talk about your passions, drinking and eating is mine. So I incorporate that into having just round table discussions and talking about what's working for people, what's not working for people. And it's, I love it. But I never would have done that had I not really figured out the power of events and how to do it the right way and what feels comfortable to me. So. That's good. Guys, I, I can't stress enough, if you're thinking about doing events. Now, by the way, you're here attending. We love you being here. We love it that you're here. We hope you take something and then go out and implement it in your business. If you're trying to grow your business or enhance the relationships that you have. But when they said the key, in my opinion, is do something that you like or love, a passion. Because guys, I'm just gonna tell you, about uh, in 2011, we kicked this event off, 12 years straight. Now by the way, I like reading books, and I like, with, I like connecting people. That's the, now, I'm not trying to brag about this event. This event doesn't exist, though, without a passion. This business does, these individuals don't do it without, so find something that you're passionate about that will help you grow your business. You know, MJ and I, when we started this thing, she said, uh, I don't know, we didn't know how many people were even gonna show up. It was a free event. By the way, we were paying for lunches at the time, so MJ, thank you so much for sharing the bill with me that day. There was, <laughs> she was our first sponsor. And she said, uh, how do you know if this thing's gonna be a success? I said, well, if we have more than one person, and if they come back next month, we'll know it's a success. So anyway, that, um, but that's all it is. Just remember, have you guys found benefit? And that's the other component. <laughs> Did you find any, as you were utilizing events, whether you were attending, whether you were hosting, or whether you were sponsoring, was there any benefit to just having an event on the calendar and reaching out to people, even if they couldn't come? You guys tackle that one. Yeah, for in particular this event, uh, some of the other sponsors asked me, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, text message, phone call. Uh, and also, I treat this seat like it's a front row seat to the uh, ball game or front row seat to the concert. Like, it's a pretty big deal, you know. And in addition, I try to have uh, people that are just great people that I can connect with, especially at my table, but also just at the event. So I know some of the greatest people in all of St. Louis come to this event every month. So I don't necessarily have to know that certain people are going to be here. They're typically always here. Um, a while back, I got to meet the, a guy that uh, his nickname is Cujo. He used to run the Top Gun Academy. So he was the number one fighter pilot in the world, became the number one um, fighter pilot trainer in the world. Kind of cool. And he wrote a book about uh, high-performing teams. And that's something I love to be around is high, 
high-performing people and high-performing teams, and then also introduce people to people that are high-performing. So this event just makes it so easy to connect people and do that, and that's a big reason why I treat the seats as being super important. So yeah. when you invite to other meetings, sometimes it's, yeah, hey, you want to come? Hey, it's this thing. Where this one's special, this one's different. And if you convey that emotion to somebody and let them know that they're unique, different, special, and you're individually inviting them, and you really want them to attend, and icing on the cake, hey, there's somebody I want to introduce you to in addition to the great information you're going to get, but I specifically want to connect you to somebody that's in my tribe that's going to be here. So I, I say, hey, some of my favorite people in the world are going to be at this event, and I'd love to introduce them to you. So. So Terry, how about you? Did you get uh, did you experience any benefits just by the reach out and extending an invite? I think everybody likes to be invited, whether or not they can come <laughs> or not. People like to be invited, and people appreciate that. Um, in real estate, I learned that you should make contact with a client a minimum of thirty times a year, whether it's an email, a phone call, face to face, something like that, thirty times a year, and that's a lot of touches. But if you invite everybody in your database to do a group event, then they're all touched. You might only get 20% of those people, but everybody likes the invitation. So I think there's a great benefit to that. Also, um, I wanted to say that, you know, it's, I think it's really important that you hear that, you know, it's not just about real estate because you know, I've had people in my life that, you know, selling Avon or something, and I'll talk to them 10 times a year, and they just want to sell me Avon, and to the point where I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to answer the phone. So if every contact I made was only about real estate, those people would stop answering the phone. But they like being invited to whatever, whatever we're doing. Um, and it, like you were saying, it really does help to connect other people. So if I know um, a lot of people are really into healthy eating, we had a healthy uh, health coach come and talk to us, then those people get to know each other. It forms a small group. So I have friends that are now, have met each other at one of my events and they're seeing each other outside of our events and they have me to thank for it and they continue to remember that relationship. Anybody pick up a tip there? So now, by the way, in real estate, they talk about the number of touches. And every coach or every professional that's trying to help you build your business is going to tell you there's touches that need to happen. Think about the last service that you had, whether it was your real estate agent, your mortgage professional, insurance agent, financial advisor, whatever it is, CPA. If they called you 30 times a year asking for referrals or asking if you needed to buy another house or needed another mortgage, would you continue to pick up the phone? No. Notice the brilliance. She's doing something she loves. She can pick up the phone and call somebody. She can send a text. She's adding value. And one of the keys behind our businesses is adding value outside of our core competence. And it's a great way. Now, by the way, I'm not knocking competence-based events. Lunch and Learns are a phenomenal. Another type of event that you can do for your business partners. There's a financial advisor I know. He grew his business tremendously. He was in our coaching program during COVID. And he's, his assets under management were, were up over 25% during COVID because he started hosting events for individuals via Zoom. He's like, hey, everybody's having trouble with, with childcare at home. He brought in an expert on at-home childcare. 
and started putting that in place. He was adding value outside of his core competence. He didn't call and say, hey, do you have any other assets that you want to send me? He was trying to provide, he was using events to build relationships with people about things that were going on or that he was passionate about. We had another coaching client that was an Accelerate during COVID. You know what events she had? She hosted, she hosted a, a walking session. She would just walk with people and she'd call and say, hey, I'm gonna be, sent, I'm gonna be walking. Do you want, just wanna go walk in the park? She had events, she'd have three or four people. By the time she had, a, she was like the Pied Piper. She had like seven or eight people coming around with her. So I just want you to be thinking and notice it's about the events and being able to add value outside of your core competence. Does that make sense? Okay. So Terry, before we go, because we're gonna to try to be wrapping up and then we'll hopefully have some time for Q&A, what kind of results have you gotten from events? Because I think everybody's like, okay, the events sound cool, but is it just, how does it help my business? Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to put a, a number on that because I do more than just home events, but um, my business has increased about 40% since I started doing the home events. But also important to me is I believe it has made my, my job more fun, uh, more enjoyable, and I'm surrounding myself with like-minded people because we're doing like-minded events. Um, and also I would say it's improved my confidence. So it's, it's easier to be around people that you have things in common with, and it's easier to talk about your business with people that you have other things in common with. So I think it's, it's helped me a lot to improve my confidence, and that just ends up coming through as being a competent and, and skilled agent. So um, by the way, you shared one number on the front end, and did, are you comfortable sharing how, what businesses looked like for you after you started doing events? Right, so I went from about nine, nine million volume to 14, to actually 16 million was my high year. I got a, I got a CPA or a financial advisor. You can clap. <laughs> I don't know what percentage, by the way, thank you for sharing uh -huh. real numbers. Some people would just share a percentage, uh, but I don't know, what's, uh, what's that percentage? I'll have a CPA figure that one out for me. 70. <laughs> yes. So um, awesome. Thank you, Terry. All right, Dan. How about uh, how about you? What um, what kind of results have you seen after utilizing events? Twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can afford to buy somebody else the twenty dollar book yeah. these days. Uh, we we hosted an event a while back, and uh, we had one hundred and ten people uh, attend. And we gave away 110 of those books that were autographed by the author. Nice. So that was, that was pretty cool. That was a, a pretty major day to go, wow, this, this is working out okay. Um, yeah, confidence is a big thing. Uh, got interviewed by, uh, by a referral coach, and he titled the podcast episode, How an Introverted Insurance Agent turned into you know big insurance business type thing. And I was like, introverted? What's he talking about? <laughs> How's he know that? <laughs> so I share that from the perspective of events aren't just for extroverts. They can be for introverts also. And once you accept the fact that all of us can play in this environment, you can grow in confidence, develop some strategies, whether it's attending, hosting, or sponsoring, and just lean into it. It's only going to hurt for a little bit. You'll get better. But when you're, uh, curi you have curiosity, generosity, and use appreciation, like that's, those are tactics and strategies everybody likes. So whether you're extroverted or introverted, if you come armed with those three tactics, which we learn here and talk about all the time, 
it plays in life everywhere. So, yeah, I mean, from where I was to now, uh, as you said, scary being up here. Yeah, I used to bring notes and overly prepared to come up because I was so afraid of getting things wrong or saying the wrong thing or uh, going blank and losing my mind of not having any words. So that was sort of a safety net. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the longer you're involved, the better it gets. How's the, if you don't mind, take us from where your business was. Uh, is there a percentage increase that uh, you could attribute to? Just tell where, where your business is at compared to before you were doing events. Percentage, um, W-2, whatever you're comfortable sharing. <laughs> um, so I was, I guess, bottom 1% when I started doing events, and now I'm top 3%, maybe top 2% in the country. Wow. Um, so it's, it's turned itself around a little bit. Yeah, the staff that I've got to support and help at, at work has grown uh, quite a bit. So had one part-timer about nine months in. Now I've got six full-time people that support me. So, yeah, things have gotten better, gotten better. Significantly. Dan's, uh, Dan's pretty modest, but he's one of the top. It, he's, sorry, I was working on my mic there. So podcasters, just uh, I, I apologize for the <laughs> – if you're listening to the podcast right now. But uh, – Anyway, Dan, uh, Dan has been, become one of the top insurance professionals in the country using, and I think he would attribute using events. And he talked about one thing here, and I, and I would encourage you, if you come here and you hang out here, there's kind of three traits, characteristic qualities that we like to build a business around if you're here. First one's gratitude for all things. Be grateful for everything. Two, curiosity. Ask great questions. It'll help open doors for you. Curiosity opens doors that judgment will slam shut. The third one is generosity. Be a giver. Now, based off of what you've heard, have you heard any selfishness in anything that they're doing? No, they're giving, they're entertaining, they're hosting, they're attending. And even when they attend, when, when Angie shows up here, she's making connections. She's trying to help the people that she's inviting make other, build relationships by making connections. So. All right, let's go. Angie, how about you? What kind of results have you seen after, uh, after taking on events, getting more comfortable? Which, by the way, she was scared to death to be on the panel. How's she done today? Oh my, my coffee cup may or may not be full of coffee or margaritas. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think I'm kidding. Um, okay, so Your three main here, things. So I stared at a blank commission page for quite a few months, you know, just like, come up, please, baby, please. And it has slowly grown to full page and it just, it's so rewarding because I feel like I've earned that, you know, I've built relationships and I've earned that. But to mention the um, confidence, I'm not on the closing team, so I tried to, I struggled with what is my value? What can I offer? And a lot of things hit me and I said, I can offer value in these other ways to support agents and lenders. And that's where I feel like I hit my stride. And also one other thing that uh, I didn't mention, if your client has an event, offer your help because so many times people don't wanna ask for help, but if you show up for an hour or two, that is priceless. Like we just did a, yard sale in High Ridge and it took about an hour of our time but I had a blast with 
MJ and you know it those things turn into something so you never know opportunities at a yard sale something like this or you know a White House correspondent and you just and never Angie know. mentions another little tip um, when your client hosts an event by the way if you know the host I would just encourage you and Dan's done it and candy this event wouldn't exist Michael Mayer encouraged me to start this event 12 years ago why did he encourage me to do it? Because I reached out to him beforehand and said, hey, I love your book. He says, what do you like about it? And I shared a couple things that I was implementing. He invited me to a table at, when he did an event, and I got to know him because I reached out. I knew he was hosting events, and I reached out to him just to congratulate him on, on his book, and I was encouraging him. Guess what he did end up doing? He ended up encouraging me. So I'm just, another way to use events is when you're attending, find someone, find a way to help, get involved, because it will, it will create influence for you. I promise you, Dan's done it, and that's what Angie's doing, she goes, it'll create event. When you go and you show up with the heart of a helper, it changes the dynamics, so. All right, guys, uh, first of all, we got time for one question. If we don't have a question, I want you to take, what's your big takeaway? So we'll start there until I hear about a question. What's your big takeaway from our panels, panelists? Nathan. Collaboration. Collaboration. That's good. Anybody else got a takeaway? Yes, Jennifer. I really like that, you know, and I never really thought about it, but you don't have to have like a big event. Just the word event makes it, you think you gotta do something big, but just having some ladies over to your house or something like that is just it's like, oh. Yeah, if you just change the, cat, cat, stop categorizing an event as anything big. Yeah. Anything more than a one-to-one -one is an event. So there's a, there's a new definition for you, Jennifer. All right, yes. Love it. Welcome back. Great to see you. So, all right. Yes, Tom. Do something that you're passionate about and have fun with, and it won't be such a big chore or burden. It'll be something joyful. Love it. Yep. Great advice. All right. Terry, did you have something? Oh, no. I'm... Ah, thought you had to raise. Mike, what, one last one. <laughs> no, 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 don't. By the way, so it's a win, it's a win, and it's a win. So, yes, so doing something that's passionate, absolutely, and it's tax deductible. So, all right, so guys, these, uh, these individuals, we could probably spend a lot of time. We've only got so much time today, but will you do me a favor? If you found value, Please give them a significant round of applause because they were not comfortable, especially Angie. So, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Terry. Thank you very much. Mm. Yes, very thank you thank all. You, and I've had yeah, an opportunity absolutely. to run thank with you. each of them in different um, times and events, and I love it. It's so fantastic to hear what they're doing and how it's impacting their business. Yeah, so, so I'm going to turn this over to Dawn. By the way, these guys are going to be around afterwards if you want to stick around. I, some of them might be sticking around for lunch. But what I want to do is I want to introduce Dawn. Dawn joined our team. She was actually a sponsor of this event. And then she ended up joining our team a couple of years ago. She's been such a blessing to our team. She came aboard as a business development coordinator. And she was also helping with, with the training and the coaching. Uh, second week into, uh, not even her second week. She wasn't even two weeks on the job. And um, COVID hit. So what did we do? 
She, she has spent about two years of that time. We really started pouring into, we started a couple things. We took uh, this event online, but she has started, she took her business experience and she came in and she says, Brian, I just want to hear what you're doing. I just want to see what you're doing and because you've built something and I want to know what you're doing and how you've done it. She started coming in and consuming the content and she has taken what we've been talking about here for 10 years and she has consumed it. She's integrated in everything she does and she's going to share with you some of the things. She's taken all of our execution to another level, both on the coaching side and the training side and also in our with our mortgage team. And one of the things behind here, and we try not to brag about what we're doing, but the stuff that you're seeing here, stuff that we're actually implementing either in our, in our mortgage business or in the coaching and training company. So I want to introduce you to Dawn. Dawn's our business development coordinator. She's my right hand with the coaching and training company. And um, she has an amazing presentation put together. She's going to share with you the before, during, and after to help you execute at a higher level. So you can be like Angie and have that commission sheet go from a bagel to something bigger. Okay. <laughs> So I want to introduce Dawn Baumgartner, and Thank she is you. going to cover the before, during, and after playbook of using, utilizing events. So Thanks, Brian. Thank you very much. You may have to move my mic. I don't know. We'll see. You may have to move yellow up if people can't hear me. Can you hear me okay? I get kind of loud, so we got to watch mics because it gets a little crazy. So, um, well, thank you so much, Brian, and I love what I'm going to get to share with you today. Um, so I'm the practical side of the business. Like, I'm like the let's get some stuff done. What does it look like to practically implement this? How can you take this and use it in your own business? So that's what you're going to get. Um, and if you were like, that all sounds really great, how do I do it? That's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to talk about how, and we're also going to talk about the why behind it. So, um, so think about today you're at an event. You may be here attending the event today. And even as an attendee, there are some very specific steps that you can take after an event to make an impact in your business, right? So whether you're attending the event, you're hosting the event, or you're one of the sponsors, right? All of those people are good key players in what's, com what's coming up on events. So. Um, I first want to make sure, how many of you are familiar with this? You've been with us before, you've seen this. Okay, that helps. For the people that have not seen it before, because there were quite some mixed hands there, what I want you to know is that these are the things that you can do in business. Um, and this is where we probably spend most of our time, right? Like when you sit down and you're like, I'm going to do some work today. These might be some of the things you do, all right? And I want to just give you a quick secret. We're not going to dig into the whole connection offense today, but this matters. The three things in the center, the one-to-one -one meetings, the phone calls, and the events, those are the three most impactful things that you can do to your business, for your business, okay? The three most impactful things you can do for your business is phone calls, one-to-ones, and events. So if you're doing those three things, you're winning. Good job, all right? Now, there might be some things you could do better at those things, right? You might be able to improve what you're saying on the phone, right? We'll talk about some of that today. Um, I do want to tell you as well that text messages now fit into phone calls because of our world, right? Would you all agree with that? Some people are more responsive to text messages. Okay. Um, then the outside things, handwritten notes, success stories, or emails. Now we say success stories because not just any email people. Have you ever gotten those emails that you're like, how do I unroll me from this? Okay, right? That's a thing, by the way. If you don't know that, unroll.me. That's one practical tip for you today. Write that down. We can talk about it later if you want. But we say success stories because we want to make sure we're sharing information with people and emails in a way that they want to receive it, right? Something they want to hear about, they want to read, that's going to be something that they want to take in. So handwritten notes, success stories, and social media. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just saying they're secondary. If you spend all your time in those locations, I don't know what I'm doing over here with this, but if you spend all your time in those locations, 
Um, and your business isn't growing, it might be because you need to do some of these other three things in the center. Is that okay with everybody? All right, if you want to challenge me on that, we can do that one-to-one -one later. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> so um, one of the things I want you to think about um, today as we're talking is that the number one skill, and our panelists nailed this. They talked about it. Terry brought it up directly, right? The number one skill to develop and protect in your life is your confidence because it comes through in everything you do. Like, if you're not a confident driver, we know, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, move over, right? Like, if you're, right? if you're not confidently making decisions, people are responding to that, right? They're, they're not confidently deciding if they wanna do business with you, right? Um, so our confidence matters, guys. There's another saying that we have around here, personal development always precedes professional growth, okay? So confidence is so important, so you need to get confident in the areas where you maybe already feel competent. But I want you to think through this today as we're walking through this. You don't have to know all the other stuff if you're, con if you're confident, all right? So this is just a little image. I know Easter is over, um, but I think sometimes we get into stuff and we're like, is it the chicken or the egg, right? Anybody ever look at your business and you're like, did this impact that? Or did that impact this? Like, what, where did that come from? And what was really the, what was, you know, the trigger there, all right? So I want, when we think about events, these are the questions I hear from people most often. Who will I invite? What event do I use, right? And I, heard, I know you heard some stuff about this event today, but think through any events, maybe even right now, on a piece of paper, write down the events that you already attend, right? This may be a really good moment to reevaluate how much time am I spending at events and are they the right ones, right? and you will decide that. Um, how do I invite? How do I invite people to an event? Maybe you're not inviting people and you're just going alone all the time hoping that like poof, people show up next to you and all of a sudden they wanna do business with you, right? Um, so how, how do I invite and then what do I do next? So those are some of the questions we're gonna to answer today. Would that be helpful? Okay, great, fantastic. Um, so I wanna talk about first, who will you invite? Because I think it's the, one of the biggest questions, right? Like, who do I invite? How many people do I invite? Do I just invite the number of people I can get in my car? We don't really pick each other up anymore, right? We kind of like just like go to events and arrive there. Um, and then, man, I gotta be able to secure them. I want them to stick around when they get there, right? How do I make sure they actually show up because I don't pick them up anymore? I mean, all these questions, right? Am I the only one that has these questions? Okay, some of the rest do too? Okay, good. All right, so I wanna start with who will you invite? And I wanna share with you again, we have a lot of sayings around here, but this is probably my favorite. My husband said I was not allowed to put it on a wall in our house, but I did almost put it on a wall in my office. <laughs> so this is something that Brian said. Brian comes up with great phrases, and, but this is very important. When the what becomes clear, the who and the how will appear. And I'm saying this to you about who to invite because who to invite isn't always as important. If you, you have to know what you want first, guys. What do I want right now? What do I need in my business? What do I want to see happen in my business? What am I looking to grow right now, right? Maybe you have run out of people that could possibly refer you, right? Or could possibly be um, you know, giving you more business, right? Maybe you need a really strong vendor referral partner and you need somebody that you can count on that when you send them to this financial planner, that financial planner shows up for you. Maybe you just actually need somebody that is like breathing, that's in a similar industry to you, right? Like it's okay, like, but you have to know what you want. That will help you answer the next question. Who are you inviting, right? And how will you invite them, okay? So all of those things are like all tributaries that funnel into your business and you have to know what you want and what you need right now. So 
Again, if you haven't been spending much time with us, some of these terms, you might be thinking, I don't know what a B is. What does that even mean? Like now she's like ranking people. I don't even know if I like her yet because she's like got all these ideas. So, but here's why I'm saying this, because you're going to invite Bs that you want to become As. So Bs, for those of you who don't know what that means in our world, right? So a B is what we, can, what we call a potential champion. A B is a potential champion. This means a B in your world might look like somebody that you're like, I like this person. And they actually have a, a business that could you know, positively impact mine, right? We have, maybe you share the same values with that person or their business values are the same as yours. And you're like, I could, I could link arms with this person. I'd be okay with that, right? You might not know everything about them, right? You might not like the shirt they wear or whatever. You can impact those things, it's okay. So, but again, Bs that you want to become As. As obviously are a little higher, right? So As are people that have already referred you or you're in a referral relationship with or you're already doing business with, okay? So those are your As. So Bs that become As would be somebody that you might invite to an event, okay? Now in our world, an A is a person who's referred us one, one time in the last 12 months, okay? So an A is somebody who's referred us one time in the last 12 months. Now, you notice I did not say, so again, I get now, so I'm a real estate broker for 20 years. I also get to support the McRae Mortgage Team now. So people are often like, oh, you're a mortgage person. No, I'm really not. Like, I just get to work with a really cool mortgage team. <laughs> I don't know anything about mortgage, except for I know who to tell you to talk to. Like, that's pretty much what happens. That's the extent of it. So, but I do know how to help people grow their business because I've been hanging out with these people and like, I know what to do with that. So an A is somebody that's referred us one time. That does not mean we closed a loan with that person. See, here's the key, guys. In referrals, I just want people to think about me. I just want somebody to call and be like, hey, so my best friend is getting ready to buy a house, or my best friend needs to refinance a house, right? Or my best friend, whatever, right? And I want you to call my best friend. I want you to call my best friend, right? So that's a referral. Maybe their best friend isn't ready yet, or I wasn't the right fit, but that person thought of me. So a B that becomes, a, so a B could become an A, they referred me one time. Then I also want to invite people to events that are A's that want to become A pluses. All right, so A's that maybe want to become A pluses. And I'm going to pick up this other mic because it might be safer. We'll find out. Okay, so is it on? So A's that you want to become A pluses. Now they're all on. A pluses. A pluses are people that have referred you two or more times. We're just going to do this instead. Maybe. A pluses, or A's that you want to become A pluses, A pluses have referred you two or more times in the last 12 months. Okay, so that's an A plus. That would be somebody that you might want to invite to an event. Depends on the event, right? And then A pluses that you want to keep A pluses. All right, so A pluses that you want to keep A pluses. Like, hey, I want to keep investing in that relationship. You might invite them to an event. All right? Okay, sorry, guarding my energy here because like the mic is making me kind of crazy. Is this okay for you guys? All right, great. So, um, so first you need to identify who you're going to invite to the event, all right? Then you're going to identify the kind of event, the right event. There are three different kinds of events as we have them categorized. You might have more, all right? But there's educational events. I would consider this to be an educational event. This event kind of gets into a lot of categories, right? Educational event, somebody's going to learn something, 
All right. So if you're going to an event where somebody's going to learn something, that would be um, that would be one kind of event. So maybe you have somebody in your list, and you're like, this person likes to learn, right? This probably isn't a good time to be like, this person needs to learn, right? <laughs> Unless you have a lot of relational equity, right? So think about that, right? But again, this per this would be an educational event you could invite somebody to. The second kind of event is a networking event, right? I want to help them get more networked. Maybe this is a new person who's just started in the industry that needs to know other people. Maybe this is someone who's expressed to you that they are trying to grow their business and they need to get to know other awesome people in the industry. And you know, this is a great place for them to get to meet those people, right? So then a networking event might be a good event for them because you could make introductions. Remember what Terry said earlier? She said when she introduces people to each other and then they like each other, even if it's just about yoga or food, right, that now they have her to thank. And they do. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so great that we met each other through Terry, right? So a networking event is good for that. And then the third type of event is a client or partner-focused event. Okay, so this might be an event that you're doing. It's a fun event, maybe, like some of those events. I know... Um, Angie does an event called Itsy Hour, right, where she invites a small group of people. It's a very, you know, elite-like type thing where there's just a couple of people there, but that's a client or a partner-focused event. So it's solely focused on blessing them or doing something that's going to help them, right? So those are three different kinds of events. So when you get invited to an event, I want to encourage you to stop for a minute and think about what could happen at this event. And then I also want you to think about who could you invite to go with you. All right, I always had a rule in business, I still have it, I don't really go very many places alone. You know why? Because I already probably, I'm gonna know some of the information there, I'm gonna know a person in the room, but I wanna make sure I'm taking somebody with me and making an impact there, because now I'm helping them and I'm helping me because they're like, hey, Dawn helped me with that, she took me there, right? So don't go places alone, take somebody with you when you're going somewhere, invite someone to go with you. Um, it's a good rule of thumb. So those are the different kinds of events that you might invite people to. So when you get invited to an event, think about what kind of event is this and who do I know that needs to go with me? All right, you guys still tracking with me? All right, so before the event, there are a couple things you need to do. And I've touched on some of these already. So we're gonna kind of zoom through them here. But you need to put your version of special on paper. So you might be thinking, man, why are we talking about vision again? Brian talks about vision all the time. Like, and frankly, prior to joining the team, I was not a super vision-focused person. I was like, yeah, somebody's got vision, that's super awesome. I don't know, I'm just gonna go do this, right? It wasn't super great. It like didn't keep me very focused. I wasn't motivated by it. Your why is so important. You need to know why are you going to this event, right? What is it that you're hoping to accomplish at this event? Maybe even, what's your call to action from this? Why am I going to this event? What am I hoping to accomplish in my time here, okay? Your time is worth it. Then we want to make sure that you're gonna invest in yourself to figure out what you're hoping to, what you're gonna get from it and make sure you're gonna get that there, right? Do you need to go look at it, make sure you understand everything that's happening at that event, but know more about you. Then I wanna encourage you, when you've made the invitation to people that's gonna be good, a good person for you to take to the event with you, you're going to send them a calendar inv invitation. Now, if you don't know how to send a calendar invitation, I promise you, somebody at your table does. And they'll help you with that, right? Um, so sending a calendar invitation is, you're gonna put it in your probably digital calendar anyway, and just invite somebody to it. Okay, just invite them to go with you. And here's what happens when you do that. You've now, you've got better securement on the fact that they may show up, right? Because now they have the invitation, they know where to go, they know what time it is, you've put what time you want them to arrive in there, right? You might even put some cute notes in there, like I'm so excited to see you, I'm gonna wear pink. 
right? Or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can put anything you want in there. I'm gonna have a free gift for you, right? You can put whatever you want in there, but those notes section in your calendar, don't diminish the value in that. That shows up in their inbox, all right? So before an event, you're gonna send that calendar invitation with all the details. Then the week of the event, so this event, and some people in the room could may start laughing at this point because they've been invited to events by me before, um, but bef the week before the event, on the Friday before the event, or maybe the Monday, depending on how late in the week it is, you're gonna call them, or text, remember, call or text, right? But you're gonna call and be like, I am so excited to see you at this event, right? I'm so excited, it's gonna be at 10 o'clock, you know, I just can't wait, it's been so long, whatever, right? Like, authentic, right? But like, you're excited to see them, you're reminding them of the event. Do you know why? Anybody know why? Life happens, that's right. Life happens. Not everybody's so great with their calendar. Not everybody writes things down. Sometimes they're like, eh, I was thinking about skipping that event. She's probably not still going, right? No, you're resecuring that. No, I am going, and I'm so excited you're gonna be there. Not, does this still work for you? Please don't ask people questions you don't want the answer to. Is that okay? No, of course it works for them. They said yes to you. They have integrity, so do you. Confirm the event. I'm so excited to see you at the event, right? Not saying you're outside of integrity if you don't show up at an event. Just. That was just a little past thing. So call them the week of the event or the Friday before and let them know how excited you are to see them. Then, for those of you that are here at our tables today, you get a text the morning of the event, okay? A text the morning of the event that includes the address because in our fancy dancy little phones that we have now, you can click on that link and it will take you to a map program. Not always your favorite one because if you're like me and you haven't figured out how to make your phone do that yet, like then it will take you to a map program which will take them right there, right? We are re-securing that they can now show up easily. We've removed all obstacles, except for their children and other things that may have happened. And we're gonna send the text message early enough, but not too early, because then it's weird, okay? Early enough that if they have forgotten or they were thinking about not showing up, they still have time to pivot and arrive. Is that okay? Okay, how many of you got that text message from me this morning? Yeah, see? That's what happens. <laughs> um, so you want to text them the morning of the event. Try and go back to this one. Text them in the morning of the event. So these are before the event things. Is this good? Does this help anybody? Did anybody find something new here to do before an event? Okay, good. A couple of you. That's great. I love it. So this is what's happening before an event. I don't care if you're hosting the event. I don't care if you are leading the entire event. If you're showing up at an event, whoever you've invited, this is what I want you to do for the person that you've invited. It's going to help increase the, the odds that they show up at the event. Here's the other thing that happens. So a couple of months ago, we were having our mastermind event and I sent a text message that morning to one of the people that was gonna be at the event with us and she texted back and said, my car was literally stolen out of my driveway last night. So I will not be at the event today. Now, she probably would not have called me and been like, hey Dawn, by the way, my car was stolen out of my driveway last night, right? I would have totally missed that life event. Now that's not like having a baby, that's not like a good life event. But I had the opportunity in that moment to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, is there anything I can do for you? I was, I was invited into something that most of the world did never find out because I was already in communication with her. I re-secured a relationship with that person and I genuinely cared and then checked in, was able to check in with her even after the event about what was going on, right? So keep in mind, you will be invited into things that you might not otherwise be because you've taken the time to do that. In case some of you practical people are thinking, what do I say? This is the text message that I send the morning of. You can also talk to anybody at our table because they got one this morning. They could send it to you directly. But this is essentially 
what it says, right? Now, if I don't know them, right, I have a lot of people on our team. Maybe Brad invited them and they're thinking, I don't know who this lady is. Why is this person texting me, right? So mine's a little more specific, like, hey, the McRae team is excited to have you, right? So whatever that looks like for you, and I always sign my name in case they don't know who I am, right? But that's the text message that goes out. It's not hard, right? I'm saying I'll be there by 9.30 to save us seats. I'm telling them what it looks like to succeed at the event, right? Thanks for being in the room by 9.30 so I can introduce you to people. So that's a quick text message you can use as a little sample there. So I wanna talk with you a little bit about how you're gonna invite. Would that help anybody? All right, great. So here's a script again. You can take a picture of it. We're not against those here. Um, so again, I kind of capitalize on what Brian said earlier. I'm not just trying to like get into this person's world to get something from them. We say all the time on our team, we want more for you than we want from you. And that's real, that's important to us. I want more for your business. If I never ever get to do business with you, but I helped your business grow, I won. And I'm excited, and you won, and other people won, right? Because you're still in business. I wanna help people that should be in business stay in business. That's, our, that's how our team runs. So again, this is just a quick script. Love to hear more about you and your business. Do you have any interest in getting together? Kinda puts it out there. If they say no, I don't. I say thanks so much. Appreciate you being so direct. Fantastic, is there anything I can do for you? Right, there is an event you could totally come to, but you know, again, I, I do wanna know that answer. If you're afraid to ask that part and you're not that direct, skip that part, right? You know, if yes, I heard about an event that I plan to attend and would love to have you as my guest. It's nice to get away from the office, disconnect from my phone, and spend time connecting over whatever the event is, okay? So whatever the event is. Again, I didn't make this mastermind specific, guys. Use this for anything. This isn't about just getting people here. It's about getting people to whatever event is important to you. The event is Mastermind Project. It's at 10 o'clock on the third Thursday of every month. Is this month good for you or would May 18th be better, right? So I'm doing that, would that work well for you? If yes, let them know. I'm gonna send you a calendar invite, I've got your ticket taken care of, or whatever you need, all right? So those are the kinds of things. This is one script. Is that something you guys could see yourself saying? Yes. Okay, great, see the little stoplight there? That's because really a lot of this really falls into some of that green light question. If you don't know what the green light question is, I would encourage you to either ask somebody at your table or look that up as well. Um, again, does this feel authentic? Does it say like, I want business from you? I'd really be great if you could also bring like a, you know, the name of a person you could refer to me? No, because that's not what we're after. I want to get to know them. If I get to know them, I'll know if I want to do business with them, if we're a cultural fit or not. All right, let's talk about during the event. We're going to arrive early. You're going to be present, right? I had a leader tell me one time, be where your butt is. It was good. I like that too. Kind of direct. Um, so be present. You're going to stay curious. Um, Dan mentioned earlier, where are you? There you are. He mentioned earlier, you know, come from curiosity with generosity, right? And gratitude. Those things are important. That's how we run with that. So, but stay curious and have some good questions to ask, right? Not like, have you had any closings lately? Gosh, if the answer is no, you've just rubbed salt in the wound, right? Or whatever that is, right? You know, have you been to Disney World this year? That's not what I asked. Do you have any vacations planned, right? What are you most excited about in business right now? That's a fun question. Maybe they're excited about getting out. Maybe they're excited about their vacation they're taking next week. All of those things tell me things that I can follow up on and continue the conversation. So have some quality questions that you can talk to people about. Um, anybody have any questions that stand out to you that you think about? Yeah, not a question. Okay, great, thank you, Jeff. Anybody have any questions that you like to ask when you're at an event? Yes. So Thank you, Anna. I will ask something, 
do or whatnot, and I feel their energy, I always say, tell me more. Yes. I lean a little bit just to kind of keep them talking. Yes. I agree. And tell you, tell me more is so important. Do people like to talk about themselves? Uh huh. Yeah. So give them the opportunity to do that, right? Um, another question I like to ask people during an event is, um, "What's a good introduction for you?" I'm standing in a room with a whole bunch of really awesome people. What's a good introduction for you? Like maybe you know somebody that you could introduce them to today, right? So that's another great question. So be prepared with some quality questions. If you're not sure about quality questions, again, ask somebody at your table. Talk to us afterwards. There's a lot of great quality questions. We have an entire list of them that we talk about here regularly. Make sure you connect them to others. We've already kind of covered this, but making sure you connect them to others gives people the ability to be reminded that you didn't just get something from them, right, but you gave them something. You helped them get connected to whomever else they needed to know. And then really listen. What else? Like Anna said, right, what else? Truly listen. And listen for excitements and challenges. All right, challenges are oftentimes the problems you can solve that aren't the problems you were thinking of, right? Again, every person in this room has been in business, right, for a, number, a certain number of months, and you've experienced things, and whether it's business or life, you might be the person that they needed to meet to help them with the problem that they have, and they didn't know that they were coming here to get that problem met, right? But they might just say something, you know, something like, man, my, you know, my car just broke down again, or whatever, right? Then you might say, you know what, I actually know this wonderful person who you could probably get in with, right, like later this week, would it help if I made that introduction? So listen for challenges or for um, excite, exciting things going on. Anybody remember when Brian said earlier, bam fam? Yeah, it's my favorite. I love this. Like Brian said, he knew, he knew I would talk about it. Um, this is the other thing you need to do during an event. When you meet somebody that you liked, right, or you're like, I need to get to know that person more, I want to spend more time with them, right, this could be somebody that would impact my business or I could impact theirs. You're gonna bam fam. Book a meeting from a meeting. Don't, don't say like, oh, it'd be so great, we should totally get together, I'll call you. Why? You're standing there right now, get your calendar out. You know you have it, right? It's probably in your pocket. Book the meeting while you're standing there. The energy's up, people are excited, right? They're right there. If you have to make another phone call, now it's contingent on them answering the phone and actually being in town and then being able to talk on the phone and get your calendar off their phone. I mean, guys, this is a lot of variables, right? Eliminate some variables. Book a meeting while you're there if you know you want to spend more time with them. If you're at Mastermind Project, just say, you know what, I, I've got an extra 20 bucks. I'd love to buy you lunch today. Let's just stay at the table and have the meeting, right? Let's just talk about your business. I want to hear more about what's going on, right? So know what your options are. Maybe know what the closest restaurants are around you, right? Get in the car and head out together. But book that meeting from a meeting if you want to spend more time with them. And even if you think you want to spend more time with somebody and you're thinking, well, I already invited that person, right? Like, it's okay to say to them, hey, listen, this was great. I loved this. What did you hear? This is what I heard. I would really love to get together, though, and hear more about what you're excited to build in your business. When could we do that, right? And then get that on the calendar, all right? So take the opportunity to do this. I tell people all the time, remember earlier we talked about who to invite? And I said A pluses, you want to keep A pluses. Bs, you want to be As. As, you want to be A pluses. That's why you're booking a meeting from a meeting. You, need to, you have to stay connected to the people that are in your world, right? And we have all sorts of you know, strategic information on that as well. Uh, Maya Angelou quote that we've all probably seen before, and it's something that, you know, again, just is near and dear, but just that we've learned that people will forget what you said. They're going to forget what you did, but they are never going to forget how you made them feel. 
And when you say to somebody, hey, I loved hearing about you today, and I would love to know more about you, or I want to spend more time with you, or I want to hear more about that, or find out how I can help you with something, that changes the way they feel. Would you agree? All right, let's talk about after the event. We're getting close to after the event, after this event. So um, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, add the connections that you made to your IRA. This does not mean take all 75 of the business cards that you fished out of the fishbowl on your way out, right? Like, don't take all the business cards and put them in there. Think about, who did I meet? Maybe even make some notes. If your brain's like mine, you need to make a little note quick or make it in your phone so that you know who they are and what you talked about. But add them to your IRA. Who knows what an IRA is? Dan? Inventory of relational assets. What's the other term for that? Database. database, SOI, right? Like all those things, okay? We call it an inventory of relational assets or an IRA because just like your retirement that you're growing and building, this is your, this is your inventory of relational assets right now that is serving you. So add people to that. It's a non-negotiable. Make sure you put some notes in there about what you talked about. Unless your brain is amazing like Rachel's. I think she just remembers everything. I have to write it down. <laughs> And then add follow-up to your calendar. When do you want to follow up with that person? More importantly, what did you tell them? Did you say, hey, I'm going to circle back with you next week because I'd love to hear more about, insert, whatever it is. Whatever you told them, put that in your calendar. Let's stop pretending like we can remember everything. And then I want you to do four things within four days. Is that easy enough to remember? All right, number one, I want you to send a thank you text. I actually recommend you do that the same day. You've done events with me, this has probably happened for you, right? So send a thank you text. Thanks so much for joining me. It was so great to see you, loved your outfit, whatever it is, authentic, whatever moved you about that, send a thank you text. Send a handwritten note focused on them. We have whole classes on handwritten notes. I think we're gonna talk about that in a couple months. Send them a handwritten note after that. Um, and then connect with them on social, all right? Go out there and get connected. Don't just connect with their personal page, also connect with their business page. Get to know more about them. Make sure you're getting those things in. And then send a follow-up email recap or applicable gift or invite. So if you didn't bam fam, right? See how I did that? If you didn't bam fam, I want to make sure that, you're all, that you are sending them something like a follow-up. Hey, like, loved meeting with you the other day. It was great to see you at the Mastermind event. We didn't get actually an opportunity to talk as much as I would have liked, and so I want to make sure um, we get to do that. Here's a couple dates or a link to my Calendly. Can we find some time to do that, right? Or maybe they told you they're having a heck of a time with negotiations, and you're thinking, I saw that they did not leave the room with never split the difference, and you're going to Amazon them never split the difference, right? Just saying, hey, it was great to spend some time with you, and you send them a book, right? So those are some additional things that I want you to do after an event. Again, keep in mind, guys, connection offense. These are the most impactful things you can be doing in your business. Um, and I hope that some of the things you heard today were helpful um, to you of what to do before an event, during an event, and after, event, after an event. I think we have just a minute. Jeff, what do you have for me? On your Love that question. Love it, love it. Anybody that hangs out with me knows, so I use A to Z. A, number two, Z, if you have an iPhone. If you don't, I'm sorry, there's another one. I don't remember what it is. I can find out what it is. Um, but A to Z is amazing for that. I love it. Works well with your iCloud, and uh, it's phenomenal. And it does go out individual. Great question. Thank you. And I'm happy to answer more afterwards. But now I get to turn this back over to Brian for a very exciting announcement and some um, end of day uh, just some pointers. So thank you very much.
Thank you, Don. All right. How's that sound? Is that better? Yes. Good. Thank you, Corey. All right. Um, guys, we're trying to help you understand how to use the connection offense. And I know many of you are using events. What, uh, what the takeaways that you had, I hope I saw a lot of people taking pictures. I saw a lot of notes. Just do me a favor, go implement something. You don't, honestly, this is the queen of implementation. She is the systems, she knows how to put systems in place. She shared with you what she's done to help us take our events to another level. But I'm just gonna encourage you, do one thing. Implement fast. The speed of implementation is what determines your success. The speed of implementation is what determines your success. So it could be you just go book a meeting from a meeting. The person you were talking to beforehand, hey, really interesting. I'd love to hear your story, a little bit more about your story. Let's set a time, let's get together. You have any interest in getting together. Put it on the calendar. It could be that. Now, also, if you're interested, one of the special announcements that we have, we've been running this event for 12 years. We have, uh, there is a, do you guys see, there is a glossary of terms there. Yes, we have some interesting terms that have kind of developed over the years at our event. That glossary of terms is, uh, you may have heard some things. We talked about book a meeting from a meeting. We've talked about the connection offense. All that information is, uh, we over the years have done something called Jumpstart. It's currently online. We did it back in 2019 and uh, we took it, we created an online course and many of you are utilizing that through the academy. But I can't tell you how many people said, hey, when are you gonna do it again? When are you gonna do it again? So what we're doing, we are going to bring back Jumpstart Live. By the way, here's a couple things you've got to cover real quick. Best, best box launch ever is going to be right after this, and then you can register for the next event. By the way, third Thursday of the month, just put a recurring appointment on your calendar. But I'm excited to announce we're bringing back Jumpstart. It's going to be live. We're going to do a live event for you, if you're interested. And um, the reason for that is because once COVID hit, everybody kind of, they're, they're back to training how they're doing their business. We've had to get back to use, and I see Nathan back there kind of smiling. It's back to basics. If you're in real estate, if you're in mortgage, if you're in insurance, there's a lot of real estate based things here. It's a different market. Relationships are gonna matter more than ever. And so as we do that, we wanna to try to help you double your referrals in the next 84 days. And I'm gonna share a couple things with you here if you're interested, and this is a class we're gonna run. It's gonna come up on June 8th, but um, it's back. So. We've had uh, hundreds of people that have attended this event. If you've been through Jumpstart or some course that I've taken or that we put on, raise your hand real quick. Okay, so here's, um, so this was from Paige. Paige said, Jumpstart truly showed me the step-by-step -step way to build a referral business in a way that comes from contribution. That's the key. It's gotta come from contribution. If not, it comes across as selfish and self-serving. We wanna help you build a radically referable business based off gratitude, curiosity, and generosity. She said, it's an excellent course for anyone in a referral business. But what is it? So it's for you if the following things exist. If you're constantly wondering where your next referral is going to come from. It's for you if you desire to build relationships that refer you often, but you don't know who to talk to or what to say. That's the number one thing I hear. I got people that I know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, I don't know what to, I don't know what to ask them. We're going to cover that. You feel selfish and awkward asking for referrals. Then this course is for you or you struggle to set goals and create consistent momentum. We cover, there's four modules in Accelerate and we cover those things, all of these things with you. And candidly, if you're tired of trying and you're ready to get into some training, this course is for you. We're gonna give you best practices. And I'm not, with a, with a humble boldness, I'm gonna say everything that has been, that we're teaching here, I've either implemented in the mortgage practice 
Dawn's implemented, but we've shared it with other individuals. Dan's taken this course, the people that you see raising their hand, several times. And it's a basics course that you can go back and take and you're gonna learn a new dynamic time and time again. All right, here's what you're gonna learn. You'll do, do, number, one, number one, we're gonna start with a radically referable mindset. Because what you believe you can achieve. There's a verse, there's several things in there that we're gonna help you understand. Um, and there's one little tactic that'll help statistically has proven to help you increase your sales by 37%. Not my number. Social scientists came up with that number based off some research we've incorporated into the course. How to create momentum around your goals. So many of you are like, hey, I set these goals and I don't, I never hit them. We're gonna cover a, a, the momentum system. It's built into the course. We'll share that with you. We'll give you a step-by-step step roadmap to engage existing relationships so that you can earn referrals. You don't have to, without asking, candidly. How to use connection offense to enhance relationships to help you accomplish your goals. And you're gonna learn how to use story selling to communicate to your community in an authentic way without coming across as selfish. So, and guys, this, like I said, this hasn't just worked for us, it's worked for others. I'm gonna share a couple testimonials with you. We, part of what we teach is how to use testimonials. And uh, we like, it says, you know, let another praise you, not your own lips. Here's where it comes from. So um, this, was from, uh, this was from Chris. Chris, uh, I knew my past, I'd worked with Chris for a while. He finally engaged me. We started to spend some time, started coaching him, sharing some of this information in, through Jumpstart. And he said, uh, I knew my past clients had the potential to be a bigger part of my referral pipeline, but I didn't know how to engage them. He didn't know what to say. So how many of you got that situation? I got plenty of clients. I got plenty of connections, but I don't know what to say. He said, I finally built my inventory relational assets and implemented just one strategy that you shared and I got six referrals last week. Guys, this stuff works. You can say, yeah, I mean, he was pumped. All right, and then um, we had this one came from David Awanian. He said, uh, this is an end-to-end -end system to boost your referral business. Uh, hands down, you cannot miss the class. Worth a thousand times the price of admission. David has taken this, he's actually spent more time with Dawn on the coaching side, went through, has taken the class, but um, he's implemented this and it, you can see where, where, how it's helped his business. Probably one of my favorites though, this is from Tatiana. She went through this course back in 2019 um, when we last ran it live. She says, the year before Jumpstart, I had closed about $9 million. I completed the course at year end and set some goals for the following year using the restart button. <laughs> All right. So she had a baseline goal, which is something we're gonna teach you. Baseline, amazing, miraculous, how to set goals that, uh, that you can achieve. She said, I set a baseline goal of 2019 was 12 million as of this writing of this note after a year after Jumpstart. She was on, her tr on track to hit her miraculous goal of 20 million. So I wanna share these things, I, I, I wanna share these things with you, not in all in a bragging way, but in celebrating what Jumpstart helped me accomplish in just one short year. And here's the cool part. Once you take this course and you start implementing this stuff, the great thing is the best is yet to come. What we're gonna teach you, it's not about how long it will take you to implement this, the stuff that you're learning here today, it's not how long it will take you to implement it. Don't ask that question. But what we wanna really start asking is how long will it last? So we talk about this um, on Thursday, June 8th. Here's what you get. You'll get our Jumpstart Live Masterclass. We charge $4.97 for that. Dawn has created, we've, one of the things that was not in the original course that we've added, Dawn has actually put together a 12-week plan to help you double your referrals. It's spelled out exactly what to do. She's mapped it out, she's helped others do it. It's, been, it's amazing. Well, you'll get the Jumpstart Playbook, 
You'll also get access to the academy. So when you're gonna go through the course live, and then you're gonna get the Radically Referrable Academy access to that through the, through the quarter so that you can, that'll give you 12 week, more, than, more than 12 weeks to help you execute that. So there's your total investment, and what we're gonna do is we got early bird pricing of 197. And what you'll do, we're gonna give you a QR code, you're just gonna get out your phone, snap a picture, sign up, and come up here, and we'll make sure we've got your confirmation, because we'd like to see you. We actually are gonna give you a bonus, you'll get to pick out one of the books up here as well. So, we'll have that event on, the, on June 8th. And again, it's only, it's, there's, the, there's the QR code, and if somebody could touch, by the way, whether you're signing up or not, can you pick out your phone and just, we're testing the QR code, does it work? <laughs> so, <laughs> it did earlier. So if you can see that, um, but all you gotta do is click that, sign up, come up, meet us, you'll get a bonus book, um, and then we'll get you the any additional information or questions that you might have. All right, again, Thursday, June 8th, we're gonna be from nine to five. We're gonna be back here at Orlando's. Dawn's gonna be leading this course and she is, she is crushing and has implemented this stuff at a higher level and taken it to another, uh, just a, another level. All right, yes. And it's one, by the way, the 197 is early bird. And it, there it is, it's working, dude, thank you. All right, so it is today, that's early bird pricing that will not work afterwards. Here's why, honestly, procrastination is your enemy. So we wanna make sure if you're interested, if you're tired of trying and you wanna get into training, that's what we wanna do, is we wanna help you. This training course will help you. Now, one of the things that doesn't say online that I'm willing to do, you go through this course, and you don't find mon your money, we're gonna give you a money back guarantee. I'll write the check. I've delivered this course to hundreds of people. I have not had one person ask for a refund, so I can confidently tell you that it's not gonna happen. I promise you, you'll get more value than you can imagine from this course. You're also gonna end up walking away with an accountability partner that'll help you implement this. So this is designed to help you grow your business. And candidly, we want you to show up so that you, we're doing this to invest in this community so that you can come back and invite other people and use this event as a core event in your calendar, just, just like Sherry was talking about earlier. All right, closing thought. I mentioned this earlier. Don't ask yourself how long it will take. A better question is how far will this take me and how long will it last? Guys, I've been in the mortgage business 20 years and everything that I've just shown you and what's in that course, I've personally implemented. It's not some it's, and we've taught it to other people and we continue to educate and coach. It's one of our passions and what we love doing. So again, just ask yourself, how far will it take you and how long will it last? You build a business through relationships, it's gonna last. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project Podcast. We wanna thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com, www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.